Hey everybody, Rooster here from Beach City Esports. Hey, want to give you a little heads up that we have a special episode that we're about to start here. We are interviewing the one and only Makek, one of our all-star Overwatch and Valorant Esports athletes. Um, you can hear about how the, how the teams did this Saturday, but then stay on because you're going to hear from Makek. Thank you all for listening. Let's get it started. and welcome back to episode three of the Palace Freddy's Esports Podcast. I am your host, Maddie J. This past week, we had a great slate of games, our very first scrimmage, and I would now like to welcome the rooster. Awesome, that felt good. Yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of the intro. I might have to get one myself. You know what? We'll do one for you next week. <laughs> and it kind of felt like I was a rock coming out on stage. <laughs> yeah. with my hands up in the air. I loved it. All right. Well, hey everybody, I'm Rooster, your co-host here with Maddie J. Uh, thank you guys for being here. And first and foremost, Maddie J, I think one thing we gotta say is thank you all for the support. Um, we have a small group of listeners right now. But we got some passionate listeners. We have people constantly coming up to us saying how much they enjoy hearing this podcast. And I know right now it's mainly the the families of our athletes um, coming up to us and telling us how much they enjoy the podcast. I want to let you know that on behalf of Maddie J and I, that means tons because we absolutely love what we do. So thank you so much for your support um, through this podcast. And I would love, love, love for you guys to share this link with everybody you know, with friends, neighbors, family, uh, spam it all over Facebook, Twitter, all that. Let's 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 spread our um, podcast out so that more of the community could hear about your awesome athletes. As you know, Maddie J and I really try to talk about every single esports athlete as much as we can. I know sometimes you don't get to everybody, but we really really try to get to everybody. Um, and showcase your amazing youth esports athletes of the South Bay community. And I'm happy to announce, drumroll please, we are officially Beach City Esports. All right. Yeah, Matty J's clapping. All right. I'm very excited for this next chapter in our, uh, in our future here, going as Beach City Esports, working with the North American Esports league mm, definitely and, that's huge yeah so we're just gonna have so many opportunities for our uh, players to get their name out there and really just make a name for themselves get to learn new games guys we have new games on the horizon um uh, for tournaments and then future leagues um i don't want to you know i don't want to say any 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 names or, or or ruin the surprise but it's in the game <laughs> you know what i mean we got some things coming and if you guys have any suggestions to maybe uh, more games that you want us to add, please uh, leave a comment either here on the podcast or don't be afraid to walk up to either Rooster and I and uh, give us a couple suggestions. Definitely. Um, and, and for those of you suggesting Minecraft, we've already got a few of those suggestions. So that is that is in our minds here. 
but you could also follow us on Facebook and Twitch right now. Currently, we do have our Beat City Esports pages up. So if you go to uh, Facebook, just type in Beach City Esports. Our page is going to pop up right there. It's a brand new page. Uh, Twitch, and we will be getting our Instagram up here soon along with uh, TikTok um, eventually. But go ahead and follow us there. We'll be posting our podcast on there as well. Please, please, please rate us on Spotify. Um, the more you rate us, the more they like show us in the search, right? Um so please go make sure you rate us five stars. Whatever you feel is necessary. <laughs> five stars. We really appreciate it. Um, but let's, uh, all right, enough of this yapping, Matty J. Let's, uh, let's talk about week one of our scrimmage season, huh? Yeah, so I thought week one of the scrimmages went great. Uh, we, we have a little uh, tweaks and bugs and kinks to get out of the system for now when it comes so to the, the stream. Yeah. But um, I thought, look, the environment was great. Parents and players looked happy. Most of the equipment was working well. And I think it was just a great first time in the new building. Yeah, yeah. You know, we um, uh, we originally don't we, – typically we don't stream the uh, exhibition games or, or, the, or, the, or the scrimmage games. But Maddie J and I wanted just to give it a shot. Yes, um, on on Saturday, just to kind of, just 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 to kind of get our feet wet in it. So it's a little choppy, but definitely um, that will be picking up um, definitely uh, February twelfth when we start the North American Esports League. Um, you will see some great casting, and and great thing is our Fortnite casting is going to be done um, for the whole league. So you'll be able to go to a, a certain page to watch the game. But they're going to go through all the teams in the Battle Royale. So they'll be able to showcase all of our PB teams, our Invitational team, the Storm, the Stealth, and and the um, Yeti. Uh, but they're also going to go over to um, you know, Dartmouth and um, Triangle and Lake Norman and these other teams that compete. Um, which kind of makes it a bigger deal. Like if you're if they're going around and then your son or your daughter pops up, it's like, oh, that's my kid, you know? So. <laughs> Um, and then, and then Overwatch, and then eventually Rocket League and Valorant will be casted locally here by either me or Maddie J. Or if anybody's listening to this, we are accepting applications to shoutcast for our teams as well. Obviously, we do ask for experience in either public speaking or something like that. But we are looking for shoutcasters as well, and we will also give opportunities to other esports athletes that are in Beach City esports to cast with the shoutcaster as well. So we're really looking forward to some great, great live games. Exactly, Rooster. And uh, I want to go ahead and get started in, into the uh, Gold Dragons game mm. against the Triangle. And I thought it was uh, it was a great game. Now, the Dragons, I believe, did lose yeah. all three games. But, you know, it was a great learning experience, testing out their strategies and different hero roles. But I thought as a team, they all worked great. Especially for a scrimmage. Exactly. And, you know, triangle, anytime you go up against a, a triangle uh, team, triangle is in North Carolina, or just any North Carolina team, to be honest with you. That's that's some of the top esports programs in the whole um, in the whole country. They got a great professional team, the uh, Charlotte Phoenix as well. I mean, Charlotte is a hotbed for just great esports talent, especially within the youth. So... It's always a it's always a difficult match to go up against Triangle, but um, you know we put up a good fight. You know, um, and then Coach Alex too. He was having the kids really 
moved to um, different positions as well. So Coach Alex didn't 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 go into the game saying we're going to dominate triangle. He went into the game with let's get our feet wet. Let's have everybody use different characters. Let's see. I think Little Lamp. Um, you know they put at uh, uh, you know as a healer, and so they're really able to move it around, which is what these four weeks of scrimmage is all about. Finding out what works best, who works where, not really caring if you win or lose. Um, just about just getting prepared for that February 12th season. Exactly, Rooster. And um, the Triangle, like you said, they're North Carolina team, but the Triangle are quite the team to go against. So I think it only helped our Dragons going against such an expert-level team like mm-hmm. this to prepare mm-hmm. them for the future. And uh, I'm very excited to see what the future has in store for them. You know, one thing, uh, you know, we, you know, although we lost three nothing, there was a lot of positives that, that we saw out of the game. Um, we saw uh, Pie for Life uh, and uh, Chicken Grease both play their first gold games as a consistent gold player. They showed a lot of confidence. Um, they kept up with the team. Um, uh, Pie for Life is basically, uh, um, we call a mercy specialist. So he's basically going to be playing mercy the whole time through um they seem confident they worked well together they were they were in their element you know they exactly. didn't exactly they didn't seem like they didn't fit in they were in their element they were keeping up and that's exactly what we want to see for two brand new gold players on the first day exactly and the dragons must be listening to this podcast because as we said on the last episode that this is the year of the healer Healer yeah. healers are going to be crucial to the to us to a team's success and uh, Pie for Life taking on that Mercy role, doing a great job. If uh, I'm pretty sure I saw that he had over 8,000 heals. That's wonderful. Score, which is just amazing to have yeah. on your team. Really a team player, selfish player. Think about, think about like the rookie's first game, right? That's kind of what Pie for Life was at. Um, so to get over 8,000 in healing, that's like the rookie having, you know, a base hit and a double in his first game. It's like, it's, it, it's good. It's good to see, and, and it's only it's only going to get better from there. So, uh, we did have Brooks out um, the first game. So, well, one of our one of our top players we had out as well. Um, but but the team came together. Um, uh, Darth Bacon is always consistent. Lambugatti was really the leading show. Little Lamp, one of the best in the world, um, putting it all together. Triangle came on came out on top. But I def- we definitely saw a whole lot more positive than negative. Uh, in this game, and um, kudos to Coach Alex for for really starting off our scrimmage weeks on a positive note. Um, even though we may not have got the win, I still think we came out positive. Wonderful. All right, so that is our gold team, our one gold team. Now let's move on to our silver teams, where te- technically it is still a scrimmage because it's not the actual North American Esports League yet, but we are doing more of a tournament with our silver teams. It's going to be it's called it's a tri city tournament with four teams, two of ours, two two of them being our team here in Palos Verdes, the Palos Verdes Magic, the Palos Verdes Dragons, Silver Dragons, um, going up against a team in Regina, Saskatchewan, and Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So we're going against our Canada neighbors up there. So um, we had some great outcomes of these two games. Definitely start off. With the Silver Dragons, Matty J, what do you, um, what did you see out of the Silver Dragons going up against uh, the Calgary uh, team there? 
Uh, I thought I saw a, a lot of great team play. Uh, amazing yeah. coaching, right? Just oh, amazing. Amazing coaching. It was like <laughs> Phil Jackson, <laughs> yeah. Bobby Knight, Don Shula all put into one. I yeah, it was, yeah, it was it was crazy. But I saw the entire team was playing the objective awesomely. Because that you want to talk about a team that works together, it's the it's our Silver Dragons. Just they work their butts off in, yes. in this game, and you could hear I could hear him from the stream you stream room yelling to the left, to the left, or he's over there, he's over there. Mm -hmm. Get the squishiest character, squishiest meaning the character with the least amount of health. So you get one character out, then they're a man down, and you can make a push mm -hmm. for it. Well, I could really speak to this team because I am the coach of the Silver Dragons. Uh, this season, I was making the jokes about, you know, the coach. Um, I was there coaching them, and I got to tell you, man, I left that game like almost in tears how happy I was to that team. We had a practice on Friday, and I'll be candid. It was a tough practice. There were some frustrations on the team. Um, it, we weren't really gelling that great during practice. I had a long talk with the team after the after the practice. I reminded them, first and foremost, this is about having fun and being good to each other and learning and everything. The outcome of game is secondary compared to sportsmanship, working together and having fun. It's the first thing we talked about. But then we talked about how important communication is. If you're getting frustrated and you're trying to communicate, you hear it in your voice. And one thing about communicating on Discord or any type of, of um, like voice chat when playing, if your voice is elevated – you not only block out everybody else on the team, but nobody could understand what you're saying. So it's just random gibberish of screaming, right? So that's something that we talked about is I understand you're going to get frustrated. I'm not going to sit here and tell the kids don't get frustrated. That's silly. It's going to happen, right? But how to work through that frustration and calm yourself down, that is the best way. And this team played a near-perfect game, Maddie J, a near-perfect game winning um, – uh, two to nothing officially, and then doing another practice round, which we won there too. Uh, but we won because the team was calm, focused, precise communication like you were talking about. Um, uh, one thing I talk about the kids, if you need to fall back, don't say, everybody move back. They're gaining on us. You say, fall back. And, and, and your quick, precise communication. And I'm telling you, it was perfect. It was a near perfect game. I'm very happy for you and your team, Rooster. And uh, let's say if there was a game ball, who's that Whoa. game ball going to? In this that is a tough one. Honestly, that could go to anybody. Um, let's see, Jimbo Slice was playing as Bastion and was in the perfect position every single time. Um, he, I, I didn't really need to micro-coach him at all. He knew where to go. Um, let's see, we... We had um, we had uh, two spooky uh, putting up shields and really being aggressive with the, with Arissa, but not too aggressive. Getting a lot of eliminations. We had Tabber twenty two leading the way, being Reinhardt. Um, we had um, we had White Wolf uh, just 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 really playing, really being coy with Moira, which is what you need to do, and healing a lot. And then you had we had speed limit. Um, playing just a consistent, consistent game as the as the other healer as Mercy. So it's really hard to give a game ball to or what do you call a game mouse, right? <laughs> I would have to give it though to Tauber 22 because he 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 led the charge. 
He was calm. He was focused. Uh, he, he did get a little frustrated in practice, but, man, he changed his tone during the game. And Tob is a big reason why we did so well. So I would definitely give that to Tauber. Congratulations, Tauber. Silver Magic that played last week while a Roosters team was going on. Uh, the Silver Magic are firing on all cylinders, coached by yes. Coach Rob and Coach McKeck, new addition. I thought they did very well. They were working on their dive strategies, which is, as McKeck said earlier, it's when you have a lot more mobile characters running around solely focusing on on one opponent character at a time. I am not looking forward to coaching against that in two weeks. <laughs> I am not looking forward to that. <laughs> now, McKeck, McKeck just makes a great assistant coach to Coach Rob. Because yeah. Coach Rob is already an outstanding coach who can who is very friendly but can also keep his players in line and, mm -hmm. and in focus. So I thought everything worked super well for them. They were changing up roles every now and then and that Winston play is just incredible by them. Mm -hmm. Who was who was playing as Winston? That was was them that might have been who I mean Coach Rob, maybe you could comment on here, but uh, I did hear about that Winston play. Yeah, I, I did hear through the grapevine. Mm -hmm. That Winston, the, the hero Winston in Overwatch was uh, rocking and rolling a lot, so. But yeah, it was, a, it was a great play. Like you said, they won two to one. They're all over the map. The comms were on point. Uh, comms meaning communication. And I, I, I'm very excited to see how this team keeps progressing and gets better throughout the season. Because we're only in scrims right now, mm -hmm. but um, they're they're looking incredible. I could tell when all the when all the athletes walk in that uh, they're all focused and mm -hmm. ready to go, and just having a lot of fun playing the game. A lot of fun playing the game. Well, the team in Regina, Saskatchewan, that they were playing, that team is a solid, good team. Uh, Coach Coach Rob Coach Kuba Rob was telling me that they were playing with a wrecking ball and a diva, and though that that's a hard combination because both those heroes, they 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 jump, they fly, they can be a one part of the map and in two seconds be another part of the map. That is very hard to defend, especially a wrecking ball when you have to when you when you have to capture a point or defend a point and you got wrecking ball. It's it's really hard to defend. So um, kudos to them for going. For going two, uh, for winning two to one against a very, a very difficult team. You see DJ Bonjua, DJ uh, DJ Reaper, Rebens, Zebens, um, doing wonderful. Ico, who's on both the Silver Dragons and the Silver Magic, but I'm a nice guy, so I let the Silver Magic, not I, uh, sorry, uh, Black Cheetah. Um, trying to say the kids' names, just their gamer tag. Black Cheetah, who's actually on my team and Rob's team, but I was a nice guy. I let Black Cheetah play on uh, Rob's team, and um, she did wonderful. Um, I'm, am I missing anybody else on that team? I feel like I'm missing one person. DJ Bonjo, DJ Reaper, Zebens, Grebens, uh, Black Cheetah. And Soba. Sorry, I had to look through that again. A lot of, a lot of kids to remember. All right, <laughs> I did. I'm, 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 I'm at a 95% success rate 
and in in remembering all the kids and all the teams. Um, so that yeah, that Magic team uh, was fan- fantastic. Um, I knew they were going to do well, and I'll tell you, as a Dragons coach, having to face the Magic in two weeks, I'm not, <laughs> not going to be honest with you, man. I'm not looking forward to that um, because I know they I know they got the dive strategy, but I know Coach Rob. He's been doing this for three seasons. He's gonna have another plan. Um, so I gotta, I gotta think about everything that this guy could be doing. It's gonna be a very difficult team to beat. Uh, coach Rob is an amazing coach with amazing athletes there. So it'll be a fun, be a fun, fun game to watch. But I'm looking championship for the Magic, man. They, um, I know I keep saying that, but they are due. No, and I'm sure, and I only wish you and uh, Coach Rob the best of luck on your mm-hmm. future games. And I say, uh, let's start talking some Fortnite, shall we? Let's do it. All right, everybody, welcome back to the uh, Pals Verdes Esports Podcast. We have a very special guest with us here. If anybody has followed our esports programs this last year, you may know this guy. He's competed in Valorant and Overwatch for a few seasons. And I think he's even filled in in Fortnite a little bit. Uh, he's our esports Iron Man. Everybody, I'd like you to welcome Makek to the house. Let's give it up for Makek, the one and only. How you doing, my man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Glad to be here today. Glad to be here. Awesome. So you are competing with the Gold Dragons this year. Uh, so far, you've competed with the Gold Whales uh, of Overwatch. You competed with the Yeti within Valorant. Uh, tell me, what is, what is it you're looking forward to the most this season compared to some other past seasons? Looking forward to getting some wins in there, you know? <laughs> oh, I'm really looking forward to having working with my team, you know, playing together, having fun, just communicating, teamwork. I want to have some really fun times in there. I'm actually interested in like developing my hero pool in Overwatch. You know, learning how to play better characters more in more of a team setting. Awesome. Well, you definitely have <clears throat> have have a good team this year. We have Little Lamp coming back uh, to the Dragons. That is something new. That is something, guys. If you've been following this podcast for the last three weeks, you you haven't heard about because we just found out last week. Little Lamp. Um, one of the best in the in the in the country in the world is coming back to esports. She's no longer coaching, uh, so she's going to team up with Makek and with Nine Bugatti. I think between you three, you guys are going to be really hard to beat. Um, what is it uh, strategically? What do you guys really have to do between you three? Obviously, you two are the kind of the three captains of the team. Uh, but what is it that you guys have to do to be able to achieve the success that I know your team? can have this season you have to get a lot of teamwork in there you know we have to keep our characters in sync and know exactly what kind of strategies we're going for like there's a strategy that we're kind of thinking about doing which is called dive where there's a ton of high mobility characters and they have to kind of attack the same target at the same time to try to get rid of one target at a time and then crumble in on the rest of the team that's what we're, that's what we're trying to get that's what we're trying to achieve this season so, Makek, you guys had your uh, very first scrimmage this past week. Are, are there uh, a few things you noticed that worked well, maybe a few things that didn't work so well for you guys? Yeah, we had a little bit of struggles here and there on our 
match, we kind of realized that we weren't as coordinated as we thought we could be at the start of the game. But it's all come down to practice. We see, we saw that a lot of our individual skill is pretty much – it's very good. It's very unique to say. And we're looking forward to trying to work on our teamwork so that we can really beat the, beat the competition. Great. And, you know, Kobe and Shaq didn't, didn't win their first game together. And look at that. So Exactly. You guys definitely um, are looking to have looking to have a pretty good season. Uh, tell me um, tell me what you've what you learned or what you kind of come to see uh, through esports, through competing. Um, are there any, I don't know, life lessons you learned or or anything like that going through these multiple seasons here at our esports program? Uh, after like many years, I've like discovered, I used to think that like, I could just kind of take on the whole world by myself, but the more that I've played, the more that I realize is, yeah, it's most of these games really are team games. And then I started applying that to other things. And, and sometimes you, you need help. You can't just do everything by yourself. But esports really taught me that though, because like, I mean, pretty good at the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would usually think that pretty good, pretty good, pretty so, good. So I used to think that I could just probably beat everyone by myself. <laughs> I didn't need no team. And then I got into the esports, and they just kind of they beat me, <laughs> had me, had me down. And then I played with my team, and we won. So looking forward to that. I think that really helped. Yeah, now we'll find that into other things too. Awesome. And uh, as of last week, we are in our brand new building. Uh, do you like it so far? Any comments, questions, yes, or concerns? Yes. I really do enjoy the new building. It's a lot better. It has a better mindset. It gets me into the mindset of that I'm gaming and I'm playing. There's a lot less background noise too, which is very nice. Helps a lot with the focus of the game. Yeah, you don't have all the coders in the background. Yeah. Huh? Um, one thing I noticed uh, improvements with you, McKeck, through your through your time here, even. Way back when we when we had our little Rocket League team, way back in the day, that seems so long ago. So long, yeah. um, I've noticed a maturity in you where where you kind of like what you're saying, where you kind of learned, hey, it's not all about me, you know, it's it's about the team, and you become a leader, you become, um, you know, somebody that the other kids look up to, um, and and you've kind of taken over an assistant coaching role with the Magic with Coach Rob. Um, and Coach Rob was adamant to have you as a coach this year. I, he didn't even give me an option to say yes or no. I would have said yes anyways. But he was like, Makai is coaching with me this year. Basically, like, that's what's happening. So um, kind of going from your role as the awesome competitor that you are, um, how are things changed with you as Coach Makai coaching our Silver Magic team? Well, it's very, it's very nice because I get to see like a better aspect. I get to watch the entire team improve, and I, I feel way more proud than I did when like I personally did good. Because then I'd be like, oh, I mean, I kind of already knew I was gonna do good. But when my team does good, I'm like, yeah, let's go. They really got that, and I. It's really nice being able to help the kids with their teamwork and their just mechanical skills and just getting better at the game and all. And it's so nice to see them having a lot of fun and enjoying the game. Great stuff, man. Yeah, there's there's a different sense of pride when you're winning as a player with the team compared to winning as a coach um, as a team. It's kind of like, oh, I I created that. You know, you there's you you're priding yourself and in, in in the kids and the athletes that you're coaching. Um, all right, well, McKeck, it's been great having you, Matty J. Got anything to send him home with? Uh, yeah, McKeck, if you could say anything to anyone who's not part of the league that are listening to this podcast, what would you tell them? Honestly, just 
just play the game, man. Have fun, have fun. I'd really enjoy if you guys could join an esports team or at least like try to work on your teamwork because it's so much fun. I have so much fun coming in here every week and playing with the teams. Well, that is McKeck, one of the leaders of Beach City Esports and and his team here. Um, any uh, any uh, Twitch accounts or anything you want to plug while people listening? Where can anybody find you or or stalk you anywhere? I mean, I have a Twitch account, twitch.tv slash McKeck, but with two Ks at the end of it instead of one. So M-E-H-K-E-K-K? Yep. I stream over there every once in a while. Sometimes you'll catch me coding, doing game dev over there. But... Thank you for listening to that, these two lovely gentlemen. Oh, thank you, man. You're lovely too. <laughs> so that is McKeck. You could follow him uh, at his Twitch, but also uh, on the Beach City Esports Twitch and Facebook. Uh, he is is playing for the Pals Verdes Dragons of, of, of the Gold League. Uh, he'll be participating in the North American Esports League starting on uh, February 12th. Um, and he'll be coaching the Silver Palisbury's Magic, who will also be competing in a North American esports league. Um, so you can see him as a player, see him as a coach. McKeck, thank you for coming. Uh, you've been our first uh, official guest here on the Palisbury's Esports Podcast, and uh, we're happy to have you. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. All right. Fortnite, yeah. Fortnite, I don't know. Fortnite, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Song that my stepson plays a lot. Um, so, for, oh, man, the energy in the new Beach City Esports Arena during this Fortnite match was just insane, man. So much energy. We had four teams competing. We had uh, our pals Verdi's Yeti. We had our Palsworthy Storm, Palsworthy Stealth, and a brand new team that we haven't talked about yet, our Palsworthy's Invitational team. Now the Palsworthy's Invitational, and Maddie J smiling right now, well, I'll tell you why in a second, but the um, Palsworthy's Invitational team, what we're gonna be doing, it's a team with, with no roster. So what we're gonna do is fill the roster every week with new kids who have not experienced Beach City Esports before. So every week, this um, invitational team is gonna be fielding different kids every time. Uh, but this is a way for kids to participate in an actual sanctioned Beach City Esports season, um, not North American Esports League, and that's not till February, but an actual league um, without having to sign up first, just to try it out. And let's talk about that team first, Maddie J, because you were really, really proud of the two kids that you had yesterday. Now, keep in mind that we're going to understand that the uh, Invitational team um, is probably not going to win a Battle Royale. They're not going to be in the top five. We understand that. But don't tell Maddie J that, because Maddie J was working with the Invitational kids. And I believe, Maddie J, one of the Battle Royales, you got third. Yeah, our very first game we placed third, and then our second game we placed sixth. That is amazing. And now, when I'm saying, when when Rooster's saying beginners, I am talking about absolute beginners. I mean, these kids are learning old, just the movement mechanics, learning how to build. Most of them don't even know where the button is to press 
to if you wanted to build. So you're talking about going up against the Yeti and the Storm and all the other teams that are in this league. And this and keep in mind this is a this is a trios tournament. Unfortunately, uh, one of our players on the invitational team was not able to make it last minute. So you had a duo. So we had a duo <laughs> and a trios tournament. And I'll tell you what, these two kids balled out. I think yeah. we only had one elimination on the day, but we still placed third and sixth. So thank you very much. But we're, we're, we're just working on the fundamentals. You know, I'm a very fundamental coach. If you can't learn the fundamentals, I don't want you throwing no look passes mm. or doing any fancy stuff. But you're talking about a team that put their head down, grinded, mm-hmm. did the work. Had so much fun. Yeah, so much fun, you know. And we're, we're just moving from bush to bush, learning what the storm <laughs> is, learning how, how to run towards the storm and what the storm. and Because if you don't, if you're not out in front of the storm and if you're in the storm, uh, you'll get damage taken off, which yeah. will eventually eliminate you. But we're, we're just learning the locations and the movements and uh, – Rooster was kind enough to uh, offer the kids free boba if they if they place third. If they place third, oh, on, I, I owe them boba second, on their second game, not the first second game. Second oh, okay. Game. So unfortunately, right. we fell short. But I think we I'm still were very, gonna buy them boba. Yeah, we were very close though. Fortunately, we were. Uh, our second match was ended abruptly due to uh, the bush campers parallel, <laughs> <laughs> parallel to our bush. Uh, shout out Amber for. Uh, having our team take my team out. But um, yeah, the Invitational team is great. Think of it like a free trial into Beach City Esports. You come there, you show up on Saturdays, and uh, you you play a couple games with the other teams, and, and you just but get in the get actual league, though. In the actual league. There's going to be an actual, there's going to be standings, and in the standings, you're going to see Palace Verde's Invitational team. Like, you're mm-hmm. going to you're gonna see it there which is really cool so hey if they get in like top three you know we got you know 20 25 kids to think right <laughs> yeah but it, the invitational team is just such a great atmosphere for new players because uh not only are you being coached by maddie J, but um it's just, i heard he's pretty pretty good at Fortnite. <laughs> he knows a little bit <laughs> but it's just it's very very fun it's all it's only good vibes in the in the invitational room they, they get their own little room too it's it was really cool to watch because i'm watching the kids having fun and i'm looking at maddie J, just like the biggest smile like in his element and he's smiling he's like oh you pick up with e <laughs> you know <laughs> the most the most basic things to learn and then so so there was a uh, i think the second match right whenever you place third um that one match i'm looking and our top team got knocked out our other top team got knocked out. I'm looking around, I'm like, oh, our teams are dropping. I'm looking in the invitational room, and I'm like, are you guys out? Maddie J goes, no, we're still in. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, wow, the Yeti fell, the Storm fell, but not the invitational team. It was, it was pretty cool to see. So um, I, I think I give a big, uh, big shout out to Maddie J next to me for uh, coaching that team and taking on that team for the rest of the season. For those of you that are listening to this, um, and actually don't have your child enrolled in Beach City Esports, talk to me, talk to Maddie J whenever you're at Code Ninjas or give us a call. Um, we could sign your child up to do uh, a, a free uh, a, a free um, weekend on the Invitational team and compete with our PB team, compete with, um, with Draper, 
compete with Lake Norman, compete with Regina, compete with other teams all around North America to really experience it. And those two, man, they had a blast. And they were younger too. They were like six and seven. Yeah, no, oh, no seven and eight. They, they were younger too and, and just having a great time and doing well. Yeah, when uh, when all the games were uh, over and finished, I, we, we took a time to reflect on what had just happened during the games. And all I know is they both had humongous smiles on yep. their faces. I'm incredibly proud of them, and uh, hopefully I'll see them around the building more often. All right, so talk to me and Maddie J. Going to be on the Invitational team. Now let's move on to our consistent three teams here. Let's start off with the Palos Verdes Yeti with Braxman, uh, Freesk, and Loons um, uh, trioing up. Uh, they their, their first battle royale, they got second with, I think, 12 eliminations. So that's a whole lot of points right there. So for those of you following the Fortnite League, you get one point for every elimination, and then you get a point per placement starting at 10 per first, and then you get a point, uh, you know, total points for each round. What we do is we take the best placement or the best amount of points uh, out of the two rounds, and we count that one. So if you get 25 points one round, you only get two points one round, they count to 25, right? Um, so it doesn't hurt you to have a tough round if you, if you had a good round. So they, they ended second, man. They were close. Um, I, I know you weren't really able to see it too much with working with your kids. But we got down to uh, the final two teams. Are, this is the first round. Or Yeti against another team. I, I don't know. I think it might have been Draper. I'm not too sure. Um, but um, but Frias, uh, Braxman got knocked out. Frias got knocked out. It was left up to Loons. He, he had about 15 health they were just building like crazy and jumping around and loons held in there got a knock but then he got then he got eliminated but man he fought till the end so good job loons for fighting to the end and uh braxman and free s2 great job getting the second place second place is great it's only two point difference from getting an action battle royale right so if you got more eliminations you might even have the most points that round uh, the second round, I think they got out a little early. Um, they just went to play a little bit aggressive. And, and, and that's something that, Matty J, that I know I told the kids if I'm helping, and Amber tells the kids, hey, if your first battle royale is a success and you've got a lot of points and you're happy with those points, maybe the next battle royale, just be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Try to get more kills. Do a different strategy. Because worst case scenario, like happened to the Yeti, you get knocked out early. But that game doesn't count anyways because your first game is going to count. So I think that's what they did. Exactly, and uh, Rooster, you bring up a great point. If you if you already have a solid amount of points under your belt, and if you're if you and your team are really feeling yourselves and feel like you you can run it on this during that match, be as aggressive as you want. Cause, yeah. Because it's either going to work out in your favor, and depending on how many eliminations you get, not only will you get more points, but the more eliminations, the longer you stay alive, mm-hmm. which means your placement's going to be better as well. So, uh, athletes out there, if you're listening. If you're hot on the mouse and keyboard, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. And plus, now is the time to learn, test out new stuff. Yeah, learn how uh, how your team can handle the adversity in certain situations and just have fun with it. Yeah, when I was coaching the pandas a few seasons back, we had one our one match for our first battle royale. We had second place with like ten kills. My, like, yeah, I'm happy with that out with that outcome. Our next our next round, uh, we had us jump in a hot spot. So usually you know hot spot usually along where the where the bus is going and you jump where a lot of people are going to jump 
we were eliminated right off the bat. <laughs> but hey, that didn't matter because we banked so many points the first round. So it's a great opportunity to to uh, change up the strategy. Um, now moving to the uh, moving to the stealth uh, with uh, with Alpha uh, with uh, Nuvu Nevin that just that just jumped on the team. Um, they played great as well. The first round knocked up pretty early. Second round they improved. They got more eliminations, and they did a wonderful job that second round and banked a little bit of points. Again, this is the first scrimmage week, so these points actually aren't put on the standings. Next week, they'll start to get put on the standings. Um, but uh, the uh, stealth came out firing that second round. Matty J, it's really good to see an improvement. Now, we talked about starting off great and then changing strategy, but then maybe you don't start off great, but you improve it the next round. That's great, too. Exactly. And, um, yeah, like you said, you may not have a great first game, but don't let that get you down. Don't let that ruin your mojo. You just got to pick yourself up, get into the next game, and try even harder on that next game. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to see much of them because I was coaching my own team, but I know they made it past my team did, mm-hmm. and uh, I also know they also got a few eliminations on yeah. the day. So, and then I think we also had uh, sorry free fire on that team too, mm-hmm. right? Free Fire is on their brothers. Free Fire is on the Stealth. Free-esque is on the Yeti, if I'm correct. Or did I flip-flop that? I think I'm right. Okay. So so those three did pretty well. Um, congratulations. Oh, and then remember, just remind you, Coach Amber is coaching all three teams. She does not have a favorite, but she is coaching all three teams. And then going to the Storm with, um, with uh, Red Flame. With um, uh, with Dottie, I think he calls himself, uh, and then uh, with Black Flame, they um, they actually first round they got a lot of eliminations. Um, they were sniping a lot. I don't, yeah, 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 they were sniping a lot. So I was I was watching the Yeti and I and Braxman that that first game when he was knocked, he was actually knocked by somebody from the storm. Um, and and just sniped them from the hill, and it was it was pretty awesome. You you hear Braxman go oh, and you hear somebody in the storm go yeah, and I'm like oh, that was them. <laughs> it was really really interesting to see. So I know the storm banked probably almost as much points as the Yeti did in that first round. It was great to see. And then that's just. Uh, again, going to the new building, that's just something that's so awesome about this mm-hmm. new atmosphere is you have the teams competing against each other and uh, their their headphones are are a bit noise canceling. So mm-hmm. as long as you're not screaming at the top of your lungs, which you can't do anyways because it doesn't yeah. help yeah. It, with the teams, uh, you, you can see when these teams go head to head and how they react to each other. And, e- and even if a player in the storm is eliminating a player in the Yeti, it's not like there's actual real problems here in the facility mm-hmm. it's just like oh you got you got the best of me on that round but mm-hmm. uh, i'm gonna try my best to get you back in the next and the one thing that i talked about and coach amber talked about it too with the teams before they dropped was hey if your team is knocked first you know take a deep breath but root for the other teams right yeah. right we're, i mean we may be against them but at the same time we want them to win it's kind of like i don't know if you're a nascar guy or not maddie J. am a big nascar guy uh every every race car driver competes for themselves right but they're also on a team. Exactly. So 
So Jeff Gordon would still compete against Jimmy Johnson, although they're on the same team. It's kind of the same thing, right? Like, hey, if I'm out, I want my team, I want one of my other teams to win. Or if I get first, I want my other teams to get second. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's something that we talked about too. So I, I think going going back to what you're saying about about when when the storm eliminated the Yeti, it's not like there was friction there. It's like I, I'm sure Braxman said, Oh good, I'm glad it was my team that knocked me out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my other team that, that that knocked me out. So so that kind of camaraderie and positivity is just so infectious around here. And, and we saw that in both in both games over watching Fortnite. But man, at Fortnite, it was like bouncing off the walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just awesome to see what all these athletes are doing here, because even if you're eliminating someone from one of the teams that are that are that are Palos Verdes based, just to see those the great sportsmanship from our athletes say, "Hey, you got me, but I'm gonna get you next round." But we're we're just one big family in here, you know. So if one team gets eliminated, we're we're rooting for our next PV team, and it's just great to see everyone having fun and enjoying each other's company absolutely and that concludes all of our all of our overwatch and fortnite teams everybody uh so keep so i we need you guys to to friend us on facebook and on twitch um we are we will be releasing the schedules for this weekend by tomorrow uh fortnite will always be at three o'clock but we'll send you a stream for next week overwatch uh are going to be different times so if you need to know what time just check in online. If you're a part of our exclusive Discord, check into the Discord and everything so that you guys could follow them on Saturday. Hey, if Saturday's too busy, you didn't get to follow them, check in on Monday with Rooster and Matty J. <laughs> we'll let you know what happened. So just a, just a final review. Uh, we have completed our first scrimmage week of Fortnite. This Saturday, the games count. They're for real. Standings count and everything. For Overwatch, for our silver, we're doing our four-week Tri-City Tournament. And for gold, we're doing our four-week scrimmage, preparing ourselves for the February 12th North American Esports League. Our, our, I know it's a little confusing, but our Fortnite teams right now that are competing at this moment will not compete in the North American Esports League. They will next season if that makes sense. Please let me know if you have any questions about that. But this is Rooster, uh, right next to Maddie J. Thank you all for listening.